You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. How's it going? You know what? In just funny news, it's not funny. Um, I've taken it to a humorous place. One of my cousins and I are speculating one of my other cousins like is on K2 for like smoking synthetic. (laughs) 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 Like he's gone completely off the rails. Like I'll have to send you some off air footage. It's dark. Like it's bad. It's bad. He's also like like, hot. So which is not appropriate for me to say on my own cousin, but you could still evaluate someone like he's my one of my hot cousins and it's really upsetting. So, like, is this, like, a personal choice, or does he just not know that he's getting? He's been on a path that tells me he knows it's K2. (laughs) I can imagine it's the first time it's like, what, this is synthetic? And then it's like, wait, do you have more? You know? Hmm. So, it's either that or meth. That's all I've settled on, or bath salts. So, I'm assuming it's synthetic. At the least, you know that brings me back to the time when we ran into our own um, <laughs> synthetic storyline. Oh my god! Yeah. It wasn't K two, y'all, but like it might as well have been. <laughs> right, but we actually can't say that because we're not sure. We're strictly speculating this person wouldn't serve as K two, but we don't know that. <laughs> also, Just side know. note. My brother said he wants to come on for a 420 special, so I'm just floating that out there. <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds cool. So I just wanted to get you all prepared. But yeah, so that's how my day's going. How's your we very weedy, I guess. How's your day going? Um, it's going good. Nothing as exciting as that, but um and I feel six A is exciting, but it's funny. I don't know. It's just because it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why K2? Why that personal choice? It's just so it's, bizarre what is. that stuff makes you do. It's just fascinating. Right. Huh? So, yeah. So, apparently, he um, has hit his aunt in some way, shape, or form, and she has to get soldier surgery. Uh, again, I'll what? have to give you more details offline. Yeah, it's dark. You know, my dad has to get soldier. Soldier? <laughs> Shoulder surgery too. Say that like five times fast. Shoulder um, surgery too. Shoulder. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something going on with the shoulders. All that to say, but um, I hope he recovers. <laughs> it's not about the pasta. Yeah, I'm like, who's gonna step in and send this kid to rehab? Like, it's. <laughs> I think it's at that point. I mean, if you're sending your aunt to get surgery, it's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Should we hit up Wendy Williams and ask what facility her son went to? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Get it's not good. Some help, everyone. Yeah, it's bad. Um, wow. Well, <laughs> on that note, complete 180. Um, <laughs> so today, this is like an interesting episode because we are it's a retro episode it's a retro recap but we're also going to be talking about the prince harry and Meghan markle interview with oprah 
And so before we even like reveal what the retro episode is, we're just going to talk about the interview special because, you know, we have a few things that we want to talk about, I think, or a few things worth, you know, bringing up that people have been talking about. Um, but I'm glad I we're going through this first. Hit a few beats yeah, yeah, on this first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I think this is going to be a quick discussion. Like, I don't really feel like there's anything that we need to really sit and make a stuck like a think piece about. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, so is there anything? Did you get to watch it, or did you just stick to the highlights and read articles? I mean, I had to watch it because we were talking about it. I. Yeah, the articles mm-hmm. gave me... Did I learn every single thing that happened in it before I watched it? Yeah. But <laughs> I had to see ex- with my own eyes, if you will. All right, that's fair. So, yeah, so basically, if you don't know, if you didn't watch it, which I doubt at this point, um, you know, Oprah's sitting on this fabulous backyard, country, Tuscan... <laughs> looking arrangements kind of patio thing and Megan comes out looking all fucking radiant and pregnant and glowing and happy to be here um all soft-spoken and let's be clear both Megan and Oprah are actresses okay so they're, they're giving us the whole you know gracious host thing giving us the soft-spoken thing um, and then what it surprised me with the whole interview is that it really was Megan's interview because it was just her by herself for like over an hour. Harry didn't come in till like 30 minutes left to the fucking program. Um, yeah, it was like a full hour of Housewives and then like, oh, watch what happens live also. I was like, hold on, whoa, what? <laughs> right. It was like, oh, like, okay, interesting. I kind of um, forgot halfway through that he was even coming out. Right. And... Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not really mad about that because it's like, we always know what Harry's side of the story is. Well, maybe not always, but like, he's the prince. So like, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to say what you're going to say. I want to know what our American affiliates has been through. Okay, that's how I feel. I feel like she was working for the U.S. Embassy and we sent her over there and she needs to come back to put the fucking tea. Yeah, she's our ambassador, if you will. Exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, listen, I asked the poll on our story uh, if people thought that Megan and Harry were as candid as possible in the interview. And, you know, unsurprisingly, a lot of people said yes. It was over like 80%. It was more like 88%, I think, if if I remember uh, the last reading correctly. Right. Now, I'm not shocked because I, I think people are not looking at it with the critical lens that we like to look at things let's be clear you know um but i don't feel like i don't feel like anything that was shared in this interview was anything that we either a didn't know already or b could not infer on our own um the and that's why i kind of was hesitant about watching it is because mm-hmm. I just have no tolerance for any <laughs> PR spins. And I, so I just, and most people do have a tolerance or like you said, or just not like spending their time over analyzing everything, which is mm-hmm. healthy. But I mm-hmm. don't have a healthy relationship with this kind of shit. It's mm-hmm. a lot. So the, mm-hmm. the first line was them talking about they didn't get paid for this interview. Nothing's off limits. And they didn't know behind the scenes prep. 
I literally threw up both my middle fingers at that point. I was pissed. <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. And it's okay to say that you got paid. You need money. That seems to be the general theme here. And and it's not they don't they don't need money in the way that I need money. Like I'm living dollar to dollar. They're not living dollar to dollar. Let's also be clear, because I think it kind of got a little woe is me just in general with how people were like perceiving it. They're like, oh my God, they cut them off. Relax. I don't think they're that destitute. And maybe they are, maybe I'm wrong. I doubt it. That being said, um, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't judge you if you said that you got paid for this. Why else talk? I mean, <laughs> I could keep, my private business private and not really, you know, shake the table as K. Michelle would say. Um, it, it, you know, then it, it just, to me, it doesn't seem worth it if you weren't getting paid. So you're lying about that. And the whole, we weren't getting prepped. <sighs> Nothing's off limits. They chose Oprah because they knew she wasn't, they didn't choose you and me. They chose Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is because Oprah knows what the game is. She's an Epstein pizza gator, allegedly. Ooh, I can say allegedly, that allegedly, allegedly. Right. Come Listen, for me, oh. Let's have a complete, conversation. Complete sidebar. We mentioned on this show how we feel about both Oprah and Tyler Perry, and they were both mentioned in this motherfucking interview. Because they run in that same circle. That circle is dark. And I also, that was a literal note I had now, and I said, the, their affiliates make me nervous. Exactly. So if y'all don't know how we feel, to summarize it. Not good. Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they are shams. They are exploited. They are um, Black minstrel show drivers. That's how I feel, uh, especially with Tyler Perry. So I think somebody was saying um, on Twitter they were like, oh, say what you want about Tyler Perry, but no one ever claims that he doesn't help them out. And I'm like, well, I will say what I want to say about Tyler Perry. And what I want to say is, yes, he has made his brand and his money off of the exploitation of Black pain, specifically Black women's. And so the least he can do is help the Black women out. <laughs> but let's be clear. I can list multiple multiple movies and plays that Tyler Perry has done and they all start off with something dramatic and traumatic happening to black women and I feel like I feel like certain people white look at these movies and these plays and really internalize this as the black experience and I feel like that's not fair now I'm not saying that this is not someone's experience somewhere but it feels like <laughs> I feel like if a white person is watching only exclusively Tyler Perry things, they have a very one-sided tragic view of the Black experience. That's all I'm gonna say, which is a lot to say. <laughs> so to deviate back to the fucking interview. I mean, Megan had on a $4,700 Black solid, like sort of like wrap dress by Giorgio Armani. So, I mean, again, like- Not, not you pulling up her- Okay, Joan Rivers, not you pulling up her, her outfit deep. <laughs> She's supposed mm -hmm. to be in a JCPenney frog? <laughs> um, I would imagine something more J. Crew Madewell level. I don't know if I would have gone not full made well. designer. Not Madewell. I wouldn't have gone full designer. I would have gone nicer local. She could have done Ann Taylor. Ann Taylor Loft. Oh! <laughs> just, 
to spice it up. What do you want to see her in a shift dress? I mean, she can find but a nice well, bitch, dress. You might as well have just said fucking mod cloth. <laughs> That's what she's supposed to wear. Yeah, a fucking Madewell like jean dress, or like go to J. Crew and get one of those dresses. Mm. Okay. She could have even still gone to a department store. It just didn't need to be designer. Listen, 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 listen. Again, I'm not here to argue with the designer that she she foo foo. Unlike other people, I, I listen. I don't mind, you know, somebody in designer. That's fine. And you are on a different level. That's also fine. But don't come over here crying and pretend like you're on a different level. Now, that being said, one of the issues that some people had was that, you know, oh, you know, Megan's crying, boo-hoo. And this was one of the, and I'm not going to bring up this said celebrity. I don't even want to call her a celebrity. But this said personality who a lot of people, including myself, were upset about because, you know, she made a comment about, Meg basically boohoo crying, um, but she was a princess. So it was kind of like, give me a break, you're a princess. <sighs> now, this person also made those comments without even seeing the interview. So I feel like already your opinion is irrelevant because you didn't even see it. That being said, how do you feel? How what what are your thoughts on you know people feeling like she should suck it up. She she's a princess. Like, how, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I think that's unfair, simply because I think Megan was like actually saying something when she said, "Like us as Americans, we don't understand the royals over there. We don't necessarily get their monarchy. Like, we have a vision of it. I mean, obviously, it's been blown to smithereens within the last like couple years." But before that, even with Die and all of that, it still wasn't, I don't think we fully grasped how ghastly it really was. So she thought she was signing up, like she said, to be with a mega celebrity, basically. She was like, okay, that's, this is great. I'll get shot to superstardom. I love this guy. It all works out. She didn't think it was like a real job or like going to get her on the brink. Like, I, she didn't know it was all that. Right. Um, and, and I agree. Would I agree with the woe is me princess thing? Yes, to an extent. But like you said, like, as Americans, we don't really, we don't have a monarchy. Literally, America was founded so that we wouldn't have a monarchy. You know what I mean? So I understand how, like, you really don't kind of get all the things that go into being a princess. Although we kind of, we have TV and it's pretty accurate, I think, in terms of, like, you know what a princess all the princesses depiction is that they're fucking miserable that seems to be the general thread <laughs> they're miserable until someone comes and saves them so uh, so the whole i didn't know what a princess does uh, okay and then the whole like i didn't do research i was like oh, okay that's weird like i would know okay that was beyond a stretch there were a few stretches in this but that was the first like <laughs> yeah, extreme you do, stretch you didn't do research on prince harry get the fuck out of here i didn't even google him like i knew Forget everything i was gonna get it. to find out about him in person like i didn't even like prince harry who like wait what did you say his know. name was hannibal I like girl his, i wanted to know his heart i wasn't 
Okay. That's when I was like, man. We bonded over charity work. I was like, oh my God, you fucking dignitary. Get out of here with this baloney. <laughs> you know, and they even did a little sidebar with her in the fucking chicken patch or whatever. Chicken coop. That <laughs> lit me up. The PR spin. It was the PR spin. And then her, she, that's when the little mermaid chick came out the woodworks. And I you was know, at my wits end with that. I was at my that's wits That's when, end. at that moment, when, when I saw that shit, I was like, okay, now I can see why Queen Elizabeth is sitting in her little throne. And she's like, all right, all right. <laughs> I can see why she and everybody else in the motherfucking palace would be kind of upset because it's like, she's like i was sitting in my cottage and little mermaid came on and i thought that's me i was a princess who lost her voice because she fell in love with the prince but she got it yeah it's a little like all right okay like i thought she was gonna start singing that i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ megan what i will give her what I will give her is that she did not understand the extent of the racism that she was going to experience. And I can 100% agree with that wasn't what she signed up for. I can agree with that. However, should she have known to an extent? Yes. If there's any place that I would argue is probably the most racist, it would have to be Britain. They literally went around and colonized and like imperialize the whole world. <laughs> it is from them that all this, uh, that we can really blame kind of everything that's wrong with the world. So oh, for sure. I'm blaming America on them, quite frankly, in the whole way our system set exactly. up. Exactly, because Amer- the first Americans were British people. So I can understand, <laughs> you know, that their racism is just different. It's, it it's goes- like, Hundreds of years before our embedded ass racism. Like, <laughs> exactly. We got, we act like we got racism on lock. We are children compared to Britain's racism. That's also what's so fascinating about America is we're such a young country and our shit feels like it goes back so far, but it really goes back like 10 years ago. Like, that's really it. It really is in the grand scheme and comparison to other countries. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're like the child that your parents had, like, like when you were like 16 you're like why the f- are you still having Fully. a kid that's <laughs> that's what america is and we're being spoiled by the parents and you know we get what we want we say yo we want new land we got new land we want freedom we got freedom like that's what it is you know what i mean so i can also understand why everyone hates us but i can get why there was a little bit of a disconnect in in not understanding the level of racism difference now i understand it she probably should have understood it. Dating like a white American is going to be completely different than dating a white British man. That being said, but again, I'm if we're going with her. the whole storyline of she didn't do any research, then okay, sure, right. That's what I'm saying. But I'll still give it to her because because what she did in like endure was still also beyond beyond. So, um, but then again, and again, I'm, again, I'm not trying to blame her for the racism she uh, dealt with. That's like a side note. But like I said, the whole, like, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like I said, I don't think she would have understood the capacity because who could? But at the same time, they gave Princess Diana a hard time. She was white. And from, you know, (laughs) from Wales. She's from a European country. They gave Kay Middleton 
a hard ass time. And she was white and wealthy. She was a commoner, quote unquote, but her commoner is different than my commoner, let's be clear. And she was British. So the whole, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know it was going to be that deep. When you're like an American, you're black, you're like completely not from here. You're an actress who has some sex scenes. It's a little hard to believe that you didn't understand that you weren't going to just perfectly assimilate into the group. That's all. So when you're pulling up to the first dinner with the queen and he asks you, you know, how to curtsy, you're and you're stunned. Really? Yeah. Like, if Fergie is there, I wasn't understanding the details on that. Also, I'm mad at him. Why did he set you up like that? Why didn't he teach you how to curtsy beforehand? If that was such an integral like part, why didn't he teach you how to curtsy beforehand? But also, who has to teach you? It's pretty put your foot behind one, bend the knee. I mean. To us, maybe it's not. Maybe there's some level to <laughs> Maybe it. there's some sort of jig you have to do to get in a stand. No, I think there really is because like, well, you don't watch The Crown. Because when they, they kind of showed it on The Crown because Princess Diana didn't know how to do it either. And when she did it, I guess she did it incorrectly. And there's certain people you curtsy to, some people you don't. Like there's a, there's a whole bunch of rules to it. You know, Americans, it's like when you see the president, you stand up, you shake his hand or something. Hey, Mr. President. <laughs> you We're so disrespectful. You can stick a middle finger up to a president. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I love America. I hate America. I love America. Yes. You really we do could. what we want. And no one's going to do anything. Now I do what I want. <laughs> now I do what I want. So it's like, it's different. I get that. But the whole, I didn't do research on him. I didn't know the extent. I don't understand why I didn't just assimilate perfectly into the group. Heh, that was a little, give me a break. That being said, as a black woman, I can comment on that. You, white woman who shall not be named on my show, you cannot comment on that. Nor can you kind of displace the racism that she experienced because she did experience it on a level that I think even rivaled Barack Obama <laughs> when he was president. Um, and I just distinctly remember when like something happened in Russia, they did like some sort of like animatronic thing where it was just like Obama, but he was a monkey and he was like eating a banana and it was just like this whole scandal. I'm like, I think Megan even suffered and not equally worse than what Obama did. So. Yeah, because at least we elected him. I mean, y'all can bitch, but someone voted for him. It was us, but some of y'all too, so. <laughs> he got in there somehow. Right, it's I not mean, enough of us to make decisions, so it was some of y'all too. No, maybe, maybe it was on some scandal shit, B613, somebody fledged something, I don't know. But it happened you know twice. What? But you know what? We gave y'all Bush when it should have been Gore. So I feel like it's only fair that we get Obama this time, okay? Anyway. Okay, I have a quick that. question. What does, what were they, that whole article, the, you know, the turning point, as Meg puts it, when she said the articles were coming out about her crying, like making Kate cry in the tabloids when really it was reversed over flower girl dresses, but she wanted to give no details. What was that about? Okay, and so that's my other point with this whole thing. And why I go back to all the things that they revealed, we either already knew or that we could have inferred. I could have inferred that she didn't make Kate cry. I could have inferred that it might have been the other way around. But I needed you, Megan, 
to tell me what the real motherfucking tea was. I want to know what it really was about. And you know it wasn't about no damn dresses. What was it about? Tell me. That's what I clicked on here to watch. That's what I clicked on here to find out. That seems easy to just tell the truth on. Like, you don't have to give the big secrets away, but you could tell us little tiny true stories and we'll be like, oh, okay, cool. You didn't even do that. That, come on, you need to, she's like, oh, well, she apologized, so I don't feel to bring it up, but she did bring it up. So now that it's brought up, <laughs> and yes, I mean my own word, brought up, I want to know what is, what's it about? I want to know who the hell said that Archie was going to come out black and was doing punnett squares in the damn hospital. And why was know. it the queen? And why are you saying you all love each other and you've shared a blanket? Why are you saying it's the institution? Who's the institution? You didn't tell me what that was. Is that R, he, she. She blamed a lot <laughs> on the institution. And I feel like a few of those people, we know them, but I think they're also the family. <laughs> is that the equivalent of the Senate? Is that the equivalent of the House of Representatives? Who the fuck is the institution? Is it literally <laughs> I think there's just some overlap <laughs> between the family and the institution and she's not addressing it. You know what I mean? Like, or is it just Queen Elizabeth and we just call the institution? Right. It's not church. And, it's not like church and state and it's separate. I have a, it's overlapping. Uh, no. Is that why you can't right. say their names? It's because we would know their names when you said it, right? Also, that was a weird question to ask if the baby was going to be darker. I'm like, Megan is quite honestly porcelain white. You know what <laughs> made so me laugh? Weird. I was just thinking like, the one drop rule is a motherfucker because damn, like really? You done over Archie who came out? Because she looks, Griffin? she looks a little spicy. She do. She looks spicy, but she looks spicy white. She don't look black, really. Not like that. Not like my black. <laughs> now, if I walked up in there, uh, man, it would have been a problem. Um, I'm like, so she's. Uh, so it's just like, I'm like, when you look at some pictures of Megan and Harry, they look damn near the same skin color. Right, he's pale. <laughs> Freckles and all. And he's pretty pale. She about one little shade off. This was the, <laughs> it's like, if this was a Sephora skin color IQ thing, one is a 1R12 and one is a 2R12, but they're the same motherfucking shade block, okay? So I really don't want to hear it. Um, and obviously Archie came out pretty white, <laughs> as expected. Like <laughs> as expected to anyone who has remotely taken genetics, or honestly, even anyone who like remotely can see two people and know. Right. If you could just do the math of he's a hundred percent white and she's let's just say fifty fifty for sake and argument. That's not true, but you know that's how we'll do it. That yeah, would make I'm him seventy-five percent white. Like we're okay. We're on the same page here. Mother. Like. I, I, I don't know why we thought that this was really going to be like this, why he was going to come out like the grandmother. And even the grandmother's not that dark, so I'm not even understanding. Right, now I'm suddenly waiting for the daughter to come out dark skin. Ooh, don't do that. that and, so that and that was another problem, too, because then people were also like, oh, I hope that Archie did a black woman, and I hope that da 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 First of all, black, black <laughs> you know, I like, first of all, let me be clear. Black women is, are not anyone's karma. It is not your punishment to date a black woman. Second of all, why would you wish a dark-skinned black woman into this family when you know that poor even Megan couldn't even get through this shit? That's not fair. Let's not do that. Y'all need to fucking relax. 
Um, that was one of the acting moments too, because Oprah was like, "Really? They wondered about the skin color." I was like, "Okay, oh, calm down." Oprah was, she was using her fucking color purple acting chops. It was really trying to give it to us. Okay, and I'm like, "All right." Yes, she's an award-winning journalist, and she and she really did stick on the point she wanted to stick on. Because Meg was trying not to answer some things, and and Oprah just asked them in different ways. And you know, she thought she was killing them with the "Were you silent or were you silenced?" She oh thought, my god, oh, that's one of her classic, classic Oprah isms. Like, ooh. I love that <laughs> one. I'm never gonna give it up. Were you silent or were you silenced? I was the latter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! With two Leos get oh. together and just have a whole stage play on you. Oh my God! Oh God! Oh man! Leo and Aquarius. Look at that. Look at the. Look at the. Look at it. Just look at it. Anyway, so uh, the jokes fucking fucking sells, y'all. I don't know what else to say. Um, some, I am curious some... about the temporary refuge at Tyler Perry's home with security, but then security suddenly got snatched away. But then they said Tyler was given security, but the family took away the security. I was so, com- again, the details were very, right. So the family scary. was like, basically, you don't have a title no more, therefore you don't have security. And they were upset because they were like, well, the risk is still there, if not more. Um, and they were like, yeah, you're right, but you don't got security so but then know, they said it. part of the reason they went to tyler's house was because he was offering his home and security exactly um i don't so, know the budget ran out maybe time ran out i think they did have security at tyler's but then they, they were trying to get their own place i don't know i don't know it was a lot but here are some tweets that i thought were actually interesting so one was queen elizabeth on red table talk by wednesday so also fuck all y'all First of all, she dropped the statement before <laughs> this even happened with the unity bullshit. Exactly. Stop it, okay? Another one was, imagine bringing your wife and kids to America because it's less racist. Um, they were really living the American dream. When they were walking through the, that chicken coop, I was like, wow, they're really living, huh? And, he, and Harry kept bringing up the dogs. I'm like, wow, they're really living the American dream. You know? Um, and this I thought was a really good point. Watching this is crazy because it's not like these people are even critiquing the system. They're literally just saying that the royal institution was mean to them. And if they were kind, they would have stayed. And I think that's actually really important to note because yeah. I think I had said yeah. it to you uh, and Kenny offline, but I was like, Meghan Markle is not a fucking revolutionary, okay? She's not a Fred Hampton. She's not an MLK. She's not a Rosa Parks even, you know, she's, she wasn't set, she wasn't, you know, in, in, intending to dismantle a uh, several thousand year old <laughs> institution. She wasn't trying to do that. The woman would have been very okay with doing whatever they told, they told her to shut up and sit there. She would have shut up and sit there had they also not been mean to her. And have they supported her when other people were being mean to her? But they didn't. And it's just interesting how the same institution is fumbling the bag twice because it's the same thing with Princess Diana. She also would have sat there and ate her fucking food. Actually, I don't like that euphemism because she had an eating disorder, but y'all know what I mean. She would have sat there (laughs) and did what she was told. Had y'all just been decent? Like, not even nice, decent. 
and y'all weren't. So you're kind of just, <laughs> you're kind of just bringing it back onto yourself. It's just really weird how you just, you're, you're fumbling your bag twice there for no reason. Um, and they kept emphasizing, like, we didn't want it to come to this. And also confusing about them exit. They said it was a three-year buildup, but then they hadn't even been married for three years when they exited. So, like, they were planning it even when they were engaged. Again, hairy timeline. Peculiar. Listen, I've seen this case before. I've seen it in my own family. Where it's like, you kind of hate your family and you kind of want a reason to leave. And the woman that you're with kind of just basically gives you that reason to leave. So then you'll leave, but then you kind of let her take all the blame for it. When I said I've experienced the same exact kind of scenario in my own family, I won't reveal any names. <laughs> Not that it would matter to y'all anyway, but I, that's kind of what it feels like here. It's kind of like Harry just hated his fucking family, which is justified in my opinion. I would hate them too if they were my family, especially looking like that. And he just happened to fall in love with Megan and she just happened to be just the, the Trojan horse. It, it was just perfect. Like, I'm just going to use her and how they keep hating on her for me to separate from the family. That's it. Period. When he has his own weird dynamic with William and Harry. I mean, not William. William and his pops. So someone else had also tweeted, the only thing Charles has ever fought for was his affair. Not his wife. Not his son. That's it. Just the affair. Not and that's literally true. Only Camilla. He has only felt, <laughs> and again, that's why you got to watch the crowd, because then you'll really start to see how that's, he's just wild. He's only felt passion in his life for Camilla. That's it. He don't give a fuck about his wife. Well, ex-wife at this point. R.I.P. Diana. Justice for Diana. He didn't give a fuck about his kids. Didn't give a fuck about his mama. He only cared about Camilla. <laughs> Speaking of Pizzagate and Epstein, when are we going to address P Prince Andrew, Duke of York? <laughs> right. Y'all want to call out Meg and say all sorts of things. When are we going to talk about the real issues here? When are we going to talk about the fact that Prince Philip is dead? He's dead. That is a corpse. I, I'm I actually know. wait. I bet you he's dead now. He's probably been dead for a couple of days. But they just haven't. Said oh, for sure. Yet. Oh, for sure. He he gives me jiggy. We're like he sleeps in like a hyperbaric chamber, and they're keeping him here as long he's, as he can. Like he's a corpse. Yeah, for sure. He's Walt Disney. He's on ice. Like he's dead yeah. though. Like I just need y'all to know. Like this man is not here. He's no longer with us. I feel like this is all just. A distraction. I mean, this is all this all pales in comparison to the real ghastly things that are being done in the royal family. Let's get to that. They said Archie is lighter than the sun, but I know Philip only sees Bernie Mac when he sees him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that one. <laughs> Bernie Mac, because Bernie was such a black dude. Because Bernie is the ultimate black man, the ultimate black uncle. <laughs> That's why when him and Sam Jackson like starred alongside each other in a movie, it was like two like very black people, like <laughs> like the same type of person but different versions. It's so funny. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. What a good man. Um, yeah. So I think 
we basically covered what we wanted to cover. Do we support Meg? Yes. Do I think she's this revolutionary that people are trying to make her out to be? Absolutely not. I think she is a light-skinned woman from America. Light-skinned women, we have privilege in America, okay? We do. I think she was, as she said herself, unprepared and unequipped to handle the real rooted racism in Great Britain that don't give a fuck if you light or not. Now that's the real basis. They're like, oh, bitch, I don't give a fuck if you're light. Again, it's the one drop rule over here. So it's super one drop rule over there. And I'm tired of people looking at America like we're the craziest ones. We're just blatant with our stuff, but we're blatant with everything. Yeah, that's how we roll. And I think that's why everybody was so shocked with Britain because that shit started hitting the, the newspapers. And it's like, whoa, they ain't never taken it to the papers before. And they were attacking her on things that even Americans don't be t- attacking people on. They were, like, She was holding her baby bump. They were like, oh, look at her. She's holding her baby bump. She, she ate an avocado and they were pissed. And they were talking about deforestation. Now, is deforestation um, a thing that's happening with avocado production? Yes. <laughs> we can't blame it on her. We can't blame her one single loaded toast that she jokingly referred to. We can't blame her for the whole deforestation of the Amazon. And what I won't do is sit here and listen to white people try to blame a black person for deforestation and recycling problems and all sorts of things. Because like, as we have said multiple times on this show, don't nobody <laughs> recycle like black people do, all right? Nobody. My brother and I were just having a conversation about how Black people were resourceful because apparently people were going, I'm maybe you've heard, if y'all haven't heard, tap in. Apparently people was going to the All-Star Weekend and because Airbnbs were $1,000 a night and hotels was booked up, they were renting U-Hauls and sleeping inside of those and then hosting events inside of them as well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I said, woo, when there is a will, there is a way with a Black person. Jesus Christ, that isn't You know what I mean? We've always had to be resourceful. Let's not forget that Black women started braiding their hair. One, so they could hide grains of rice in their hair when they were about to run away from their slave masters. But also, it was a map. A braid was a map, which is why we have a problem when white women are braiding their hair. It's a little bit more than boxer braids, as they like to call them, <laughs> okay? Let's talk about how we still eat cheerlings because that's what we were <laughs> no, left No, not we, child, not we. But not yeah. we no we <laughs> as a collective neither of us indulge in slave behavior but there are people of our kind that are eating it like a delicacy because that you know not our kind. that's how we do it <laughs> <laughs> you so you so don't, don't come around here talking about we ain't motherfucking resourceful all we've got all we've only been is resourceful okay because y'all give us literally nothing to, to start with in in, in anything and that's what makes y'all upset because you keep giving us nothing to work with and we keep somehow making it work. And we're going to really turning to lemons into lemonade, like really flipping a situation. So my final note was they can never get a divorce. Never. <laughs> never. 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 <laughs> never. <laughs> I, that was my big takeaway. This is what that let me know. It's literally Never. illegal. Like you are gonna have Never. to be in this regardless. Never. He's in it for and he's in America for life. Don't ever think you can come back to fucking Britain. 
<laughs> the only way you can is if you get a divorce and you come back and be like, she made me do everything. And that will be a shit show in and of itself. You know? Um, and then, so like I said, like, we do support Meg, even though you might have listened to this podcast and thought we don't. I, well, I support her. I do think that what she faced was really unfair. Also, there was, she obviously mentioned something deep about, which I think was the only deep point, was that she was suicidal. And unsurprisingly, got no help for it because I'm like, yeah, they're not going to give you help. They want you to die. <laughs> like they want you to go away. Like so, no, we're not gonna give you help. Yeah, while pregnant Plus, too. That's bad. But again, if you watch The Crown, Princess Diana had the same thing. I think when she was pregnant with Harry, actually, um, she also was suicidal. And like, I think at one point she did throw herself down some stairs, but like she survived. Obviously, the kid did too. But um, so there seems to be a trend here with this kind of like isolation and and this kind of lack of support, and it just makes you go crazy. And I can I can completely uh sympathize but not empathize because I, I have not been in that kind of experience and I think we really should kind of unpack why a woman who is pregnant like postpartum is is a whole other like monster but while you're actively pregnant but you're like yo I actually can't deal with this anymore that's a pretty big sniffing in detail um and, and again anytime any woman who's pregnant is like thinking things like that that's like in general it's unnatural but like when you're pregnant especially because you know just women just have that bond with their children so it's just kind of like I feel for her on that one like I said so we support her so I think some of this interview was embellished absolutely do I think that she wasn't prepped beforehand no she definitely was prepped do I think that they were paid to some extent in some capacity for this absolutely um do I think do I understand why they're like trying to get paid for shit absolutely um right so he has a netflix deal a spotify deal and then some sort of deal he alluded to having or oprah alluded to him having with her of them studying like mental illness and people and stuff like that so mm-hmm. okay, i mean they're they breaking that in little, the yeah that little arch thing yeah i think they're gonna be fine they're gonna be set they just need to keep doing things like this and, and keep doing groundbreaking work they're setting themselves up to be the royals in america and we don't have any royals and we're thirsty out here for some so honestly just such stuff up great and we're going to defend you because uh, as even though america is a bully we also like defending people so we're going to do that and it's fine especially we love an underdog we love we love underdog as as america as the youngest brother we hate our big brother britain i mean look what we did to get away from them so if if you're telling us that britain got some some beef with you big bet got you covered um an enemy of an enemy is a friend period (laughs) <laughs> period and again she's light-skinned and pretty so to america it'll do yeah it'll be fine that being said i would also like to say that obviously pierce morgan um everyone knows him he's very a big brexiter which i guess is our equivalent to the republican super right wing um and he was been going on rants and rants and rants it's weird that we know him from like america's got talent britain's <laughs> right. got so talent good. or whatever he was doing Another event. Um, he's been very vocal about disliking Meg throughout this whole thing. Uh, it was also revealed that apparently <sighs> he and Meg went out on a date and the date went well. And he sent her in the cab, paid for a cab, and the cab ride 
she ended up going to some sort of dinner or party, whatever, where she ended up meeting Prince Harry. Yeah, and I heard that. Him. And he's low-key just hurt because she wasn't returning and calls he's just and ghosted a hurt, him. A hurt man because she ghosted him. Not only ghosted him, but met the love of her life theoretically again i'm gonna say love in her life because she can't get divorced from that man so i'm gonna have to believe in the book <laughs> the fairy tale she would love her life <laughs> who also ranked higher than Piers morgan i would be pissed too i would be um but all that to say he also walked out on the good day britain or whatever it's called knock off of good day america but you know who's the judge here um walked up the show and is no longer a host on that show so <laughs> let's see what happens there in either event i think that's all that we have for the prince harry and meg um interview we're always available on instagram if you want to chit chat about other things i'm sure we're going to be on other people's podcasts and have to talk about it and um, maybe if I have some other ideas, I'll bring them up then too. But I think this was kind of all I had to really say about the interview. And so we're going to take a brief break. And when we get back, we're going to start our retro episode. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. All right. So we're back. Now we're going to cover our retro episode, which as y'all know, is our specialty. So today's retro episode was uh, one of my picks. It is Real Housewives of New Jersey, season four, episode 17, titled Hot Tub of Sour Grapes. Uh, And the description says, in one last blowout between Teresa and Caroline, it looks as though some friendships are just beyond repair. Um, (laughs) And so just to give a little bit of context, this is after they've all decided to kind of go on this little camping trip in California, I think it was. Um, Yeah, I want to say like Sonoma, wine country, something like that. Exactly. Um, And, uh, you know, Teresa was kind of on her like little uh, apology tour of some sorts. You know, she was trying to make up with everybody. She made up with Jacqueline. She made up with her sister-in-law and her, you know, her brother and they were getting along. So Teresa was pretty much getting along with everybody, including Kathy, to an extent. with the exception of Caroline, because Caroline was done with her. Caroline did not want to, you know, she was holding on to, I don't want to say holding on to the grudge because it's justified that why she didn't want to talk to her. But at the same time, it's also like, all right, Caroline, give it up. Everyone else is like getting over it. Just get over it for the sale of the trip. But she couldn't. So they're beefing. And it's kind of like basically where we pick up because Caroline basically loses it. Like She's just like tired of the pretending, so to speak. Um, but you know, before we get into the play by play, like, what are you writing this episode? Um, mm, I didn't, why did I not expect that question? I'll preface <laughs> this by saying fun fact about me. This is my favorite season of Jersey. This episode, A minus. Okay. I think that's okay. where I'm at. Where are you at? That's fair. Um, it's also one of my favorite seasons of Jersey. When I was going back to go watch it, um, you know, but back when I was like, rewatching like the whole of Jersey, or whatever, I was like, wow, like this episode. Um, again, because you know, we like to do on these retro recaps. We don't like to do just 
the quintessential episodes, you know what I mean? Like we like to get into the episodes that are good that you wouldn't have immediately thought of, I think. And so that's how I feel about this kind of episode. I feel like it was good. I wouldn't have immediately thought of it. There's a lot of different things to unpack here. I think you got to see a lot of the personalities in this particular episode, especially between the, like, the guys versus the girls. Um, yes. Oh, and this is right after the, you know, my bitch wife comment. <laughs> this is the episode right after that. Where Joe was on the phone with his guma. He called his wife to see you next Tuesday. Exactly. A true highlight that like we didn't talk about enough. Like I don't think it's it was covered even on the show the way it was talked about in the reunion. It I don't think there was enough emphasis on like what was happening there. That was bad. Right. It was bad. <laughs> oh child. Which lets me know that because it wasn't talked about enough that it happened quite often, but yeah. Exactly. We see how Joe gets, even if you fucking like spill some water, he'll be like, fuck you, you pig. Like, so we can imagine <laughs> how he gets worked up. I can imagine up. he was turning up on her quite often. Um, He's trying to have yeah, fun so, sex with his whore and she's interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. But also, why did he need to take the phone call right then and there? Anyway, he's such an idiot. Um, love you, Joe. Love you, Juicy. So anyway, so it starts off with, you know, the continuation of the dinner scene. And basically what happened is that Teresa basically made a toast and thanked literally everyone on the table except for her cousin, Kathy. And Kathy- Who's sitting right her. next to her, which is, that's the Who's act. sitting right next to her. And she actually did look at her and continue to not thank her in the toast. She found a reason to thank everyone. She's like, I thank Joe, you know, Joey and Melissa, because we're getting along. Jacqueline, we renew our friendship. Caroline put the trip together. And uh, uh, salute, you know, it was very like, she just didn't give up about Kathy. Now, Teresa's defense as to why she didn't bring up Kathy, she said, Kathy didn't do anything. She's like, you know, they put the trip together. I made up with them. I made up with them. Kathy's just there. What does she do? Now, on the surface, I can kind of agree. Like, what did she do? What am I thanking her for? But at the same time, <laughs> Teresa, you know you're being shady. <laughs> you could have thought, thanked her for something. All right, thank her like you thanked everyone else with nothing really. I mean, you thank Caroline for playing the trip. It was production. So... I mean, you might so dole out a and thanks, Kath, for kind of being on the men with you, me too, because you're not going to act like you didn't also like get somewhere in your relationship with Kathy prior to this evening. Right. So that whole thing, it, it was shame. And she meant it to be shame. And when she's going for some like low hanging fruit with her, it's Kathy. Anything yeah. she can do to piss Kathy off or be like a low blow to Kathy, she's not going to miss the opportunity. Right. And so everyone basically peeps the slight and everyone's trying to make Kathy feel good and, um, you know, make her not feel like shit. (laughs) 
I'm obsessed with how obsessed the Manzos are with Kathy in particular. Like they're calling her Saint Kathy. They do this all throughout the season. They're like, Kathy is a saint. Oh my, she's the sweetest. She's wrapped in bubble gum and sugar and berries. And I'm like, wait, really? And I'm like, because you know, I got my own thing with Kathy. Um, I know she's your arch nemesis. She's not my arch nemesis. I just, I don't feel like she's this sweet angel that everyone's trying to make her or she's trying to even make herself seem to be you know how like people like just try to sell you somebody so much and you're like like no that's how I'm feeling about Kathy like you're all trying to sell her to me and like no you're not buying it I'm not buying it especially because quite honestly this whole fight was Kathy's fault I just want to make that clear Yes, Teresa didn't thank you in your little toast speech. But really, the fight was because of Gap. And I'll see. Really, I was going to blame Caroline. I... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, so, yeah. So, one of the things that Joey tries to do to, like, make everybody feel good, he's like, yo, let's get in the hot tub. Because nothing makes Joey feel good like taking off his clothes. So... You know, like, let's take off my clothes. Let's take off your clothes. Let's get in the hot tub. So Joey and Juicy get in the hot tub. And then Teresa and Melissa join. Kathy goes over. She has a sarong on. They're like, Kathy, take the sarong off. She doesn't want to. Um, oh, yeah. I know how that feels. Um, Meanwhile, Manzo- Lauren Manzo's in, like, a turtleneck in a fucking parka, so... <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, all the manzos are on the side, sitting on the ca- like couch, drinking wine. No, they're not in the hot tub. So it's only the Gorgas in the hot tub. Kathy's like, wow, you didn't thank me in your speech. I would have felt better if you had thanked me and my husband, but like you didn't. And so basically everyone takes that cue, I guess, to get out of the hot tub. And so now it's just Teresa and Kathy in there. And they're, you know, having this, this discussion. And basically, I guess Kathy's defending the manzo. I couldn't quite get what Kathy was getting at in the in the hot tub. Like how the Manzos got brought into this? Right. Did they get brought up in terms of like... Hold on, actually. Hmm. I was going to say something. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> she was like defending how they were there for her, but like, hold on, wait. I'm about to go actually go look because that there were a couple times the conversation transition like topics jumped from here to there and I was like wait how did we get here I had to rewind a few times mm. okay so she says Oh, I think it starts because she's naming like the reasons why she thanks certain people. Like she's saying, like, I'm trying to mend things with my brother. Like sometimes with Caroline, she was like, well, she was like, Teresa, like you have to, in order to move forward with Caroline, you have to admit what you wrote hurt her. Like that really hurt Caroline. Mm. And that's what she's holding on to. Mm. And I think that's how they got into Caroline. And that's how she ends up saying like, what you did to Caroline was shitty and here's how. Right. Okay. And so while Kathy's trying to play the 
peacekeeper and I say that loosely with air quotes um you know Caroline is kind of watching them from the couch because she can hear them because they're speaking loudly and she taps Jacqueline she's like yo they're talking about us Jacqueline does this like fake like what kind of thing and it proceeds to like lay her head back on Melissa's shoulder basically like a don't bring me into this and this right, is there's two ways you can handle it you can handle it like Jacqueline and fall asleep or you can handle it like Caroline and be sitting from the sidelines like caring way too much <laughs> and and Jacqueline decided that she wasn't gonna care this time around um and I wholeheartedly agree <laughs> I, I really yeah. think it's ironic like all the masses were just sitting there like listening and not saying anything that's actually really fucking funny to me I don't know why I have a whole note about the Mantos being an entire joke. No, I mean, who's shocked there? But I'll leave it toward the end. But that's just, a, I'm, just I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> um, Caroline's like, I just want to take her and like put her head under the water, maybe by cleansing, maybe by give you a nice baptism. You know, weird. So anyway, <laughs> we're not Caroline friends. Fans right, Caroline show. just like lost it because she heard the, her trigger word, which is Dina. Right, because basically Teresa was trying to make the point. She's like, listen, like you're telling me to be friends with her and get with her. She's like, listen, she's not even cool with her sister. So, I mean, like, she can't be this grave a person that you're claiming, basically, was Teresa's argument. The Manzo couch mood shifted. <laughs> she said that. And all I could think of is how they attacked Dina's man with a slapjack. <laughs> I don't even think we have to say allegedly they're getting arraigned for it. So like, yeah. And do we ever find out why? I can't remember now. Why Dina stopped talking to them? Not because it wasn't the husband thing though. That was after, right? Yeah, that was after. I think it all plays a part in like her divorcing and leaving the family. I think that's what started it. But I think Teresa played a way bigger role than she's willing to take credit for. Mm. Like, and then mm. at the end, when they showed the preview for the next episode, and she pulls that power move of inviting Dina to the Fabellini launch and getting her yeah. to say on camera, who cares about the 116th Italian line? I was like, ooh. Say what yeah. you want about Teresa. She's an idiot, but that bitch is playing fucking chess at all times. And I think that's why, like, I find Teresa so fascinating. She's definitely a villain. Like, my mind can consciously agree and believe, yes, Teresa is the villain. But I also realize that I don't hate her as much as I really should. Because I find it really fascinating that she's this much of an idiot and still plays everyone around her. I totally agree. Like, in my top five things I hate about Teresa, it wouldn't even be the whole scamming Sandy victims for money. Uh, yikes. Yeah. It's not. I don't even think about that. Me That's neither. The reason why she went to jail. Well, part of it. Don't even hate. I don't even hate that. She's literally like a crook. Yeah. But... And I usually don't like the crooks. You know, some people are like, oh, no, I saw you. I'm thinking Jackson BPR, crook. And I generally don't like him. But for some reason, Teresa, it's very hard for me to, like, 
it's like, I don't like her, but I don't know. Like, I, it's so weird. So anyway, she's having this conversation with Kathy. Manzo's doing this weird thing. Like, Kathy, look this way. Kathy, look this way. Kathy, look this way. Kathy's not looking this way because she's doing that Libra thing where they're pretending like they're being the peacekeepers, but all they're doing is creating more chaos. Um, Caroline spoke to herself multiple times this evening. She was losing it. She was. She needed to be fifty-one fifty after this. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, someone needs to give her some fucking halibut at all because she's losing it throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Um. I, and I guess because it's just like you know you're seeing your friend basically say I don't give a f- that that shit her her she needs to get over it and you're like wow okay without I mean why is that shot like how many times she had to say I don't care get over it <laughs> I'm kind of with Teresa on this one now stop asking me to apologize I'm not going to also I really <laughs> feel bad for Jacqueline and Melissa for having to sit near Caroline and do this with her because she kept trying to get them engaged in it and they did not in a Meredith Marks way want to engage yeah Jack was like I just became friends with this hoe like I'm not about to say anything and Melissa's like I'm glad it's not me this time so I'm not saying nothing either right and again I'm just on the man with her too and Marsh is more important than Caroline I have more I mean more important than Jacqueline I have more on the line so I gotta shut up right So, you know, they finally just end the conversation because it's clearly it's getting together that's getting nowhere. Kathy goes over to, you know, Manzo and Jacqueline and, and I keep calling him Manzo, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Caroline and Jacqueline and, and Melissa. And she's like, well, basically, listen, I tried, you know, she's like, Kathy, you didn't have to do that for me. I almost wish you didn't do that for me. Uh, doing this whole little thing, like give it a rest. She's then trying to play the role of like, I don't care. Like, oh, like what you did, like, oh, you didn't even have to do that. It's like, then why did you sit down and listen to their whole, what seemed to be a 45 minute conversation? You're on vacation. Why don't you have some fun? You could use it. I think that's the rub with this whole thing. Like Teresa's in like, yeah, okay. They're having this conversation clearly about y'all, but the man's are literally just sitting around looking miserable. Like, why aren't y'all like having fun on the side? This has nothing to do with you all. Like at this point, let's pretend it's between Kathy and Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, they mentioned your name, but not anything you hadn't heard before. Like, like if I knew that some chick was over there talking about me and like saying that I'm miserable this, miserable that, I'm not going to sit there and actually look miserable. Like... (laughs) You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, okay. So, in other event, as we already said, this um, this episode is really all about Caroline unraveling. And that's why it's so funny to watch because she takes herself so seriously. And it was, I'm sorry, it was just enjoyable to see her lose it. So she was like, I see ugly. I see an ugly person when I look at her. And she could go around, hurt people, deny it, look you in the face lie to you and give you that fake I love you spazzing no one's saying anything 
Jacqueline is starting to do that. I'm going to actually just pretend like I'm sleep thing. And Melissa's staring off into the distance. She's like, I've gone to a better place with Teresa. I don't want to go backwards. So I'm just going to... Ray Charles to the bullshit. Yeah, she's like, Caroline really should just like put a lid on it, basically. She's like, what face do I want to wear today? And Caroline's like really losing it. Like, she's... She also just looks extremely busty in this maxi dress, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that the entire time. I'm like, whoa, her tits look huge. I've never seen Caroline's tits look bigger. It was interesting because also everyone had their old nose. So everyone's nose was looking like, you know. <sighs> Italian. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really crying at Jacqueline, like pretending she was sleep up this whole thing. Even when they refer to her, like, I know she's sleep up. Not listening. La, 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 la. Like, she doesn't hear any of it. Jacqueline knows herself well, though. She knows if she gets involved, she'll also be like Caroline, like, unraveling. Yeah. So she best stay out of it. Yeah. So Teresa comes back because she had left to go change her robe, quote-unquote, whatever. Mind you, all the guys are sitting at some table, drinking, listening to the women, but, you know, they're still like, let the girls have their moment. Let the girls talk. Like, we're not going to join in. Does that stop Juicy at multiple moments? No. But <laughs> I guess he doesn't intervene as much as he nearly really wanted to. Um, and Teresa's doing this whole bit. Like, at first, I didn't want to talk about Caroline, when I really knew she was only 10 feet away, but like now I don't care. Like, I have nothing to hide. Um, Caroline and- declares that she's going to quote, get rid of her once and for all. And I was like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> again, I didn't know we were talking to big meat here, but like, what, what are you talking about, Tony? <laughs> um, she's like, I can't even look at you. Oh, I was living for when when Teresa came over. She was talking a big game. You couldn't even look the bitch in the eye to read her for Phil. You did that because you were nervous, not because you couldn't stand the sight of her. Handle business, Caroline. She always threatens to handle business and never does it. Handle the fucking business and shut the fuck up. Right. Basically. Again. And I think that's why Again, I find Teresa fascinating because these people, for some reason, want to start beef with Teresa, which I shouldn't even say for some reason. I understand why you want to start beef with her. She's usually wrong. Like, I would want to start beef with her too. But for some reason, they cower when it comes down to it. It's because she's relentless. Like, when I was rewatching, because we're both rewatching VPR, but like different seasons, there was this one particular. Like, you know how Stasi used to give, like, the best confessionals and really, like, say some shit? Loki in a, mm-hmm. you know, in that white woman kind of way. I'm talking, referring to, you know, that one we were speaking of early, earlier. But nonetheless, she says something about when they go to crash Katie's engagement party. And she's like, what's crazy is I don't like to crash shit. Like, I have pride. I have, you know, 
things I stand for and I have morals, so I don't do that. But thank God Kristen's not burdened by any of those. And we can just bust <laughs> in there and she doesn't care. And I feel like that with Teresa, like thank God she's not burdened by any of those other things because she can just hold on to a dog with a bone like and just be cool with it. Right. And like I said, with whose pod were we on? I think it was Stephanie's maybe. When I was saying the problem that these adversaries are having with Teresa is that they don't realize you don't need intelligence. You can sit here and and, and try to be logical with her until the cows come home. It's not going to work. She's not logical. She's not that smart. You need endurance with her. You got to be able to really sit there and play the long game because that's what she's playing. And a lot of y'all can't. A lot of y'all are sprinters, not marathon runners. She's a marathon runner, baby. Okay? As dumb as she is. So people will be like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, be logical. I'm going to just use logic to get through this. No, it's not going to work. When you use logic, you then look crazy. That's the thing. It, it all reverses and it actually makes you look bad. So don't yeah, do Because you're trying to put logic on a person who's not being logical. So like, uh, you can't. So you just got to play the long game. Now, if you can play the long game, then you win. Unfortunately, I haven't seen anybody who can play the long game quite like Teresa. And that's why they don't manage. So she's like, Teresa, Teresa, stop it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Basically, they're arguing over like multiple things. One of the things that they were arguing over was that Teresa had said, <laughs> that Teresa called her... <laughs> I think it was one eighth Italian or or as Italian as even worse. Even worse. One sixteenth Italian as Italian as Olive Garden. The problem is it wasn't a lie. It's kind of true. But one of Tree's best reads to date. She's as Italian as Olive Garden. She is. Now, did Teresa have to put that in her fucking cookbook? No. And then I love how her and Joe spin it into like, this was an opportunity for Caroline. Like, we're trying to put her on. Have her name in the New York Times bestselling cookbook. Fuck you. Yeah, shut up. And then the other thing that they're arguing about, which ties into that, is that Teresa and Joe are putting out negative stories about everybody, which they're pretending like it's not true but we all know it to be true and actually juicy reveals that it is in fact true because he's such an idiot at the men's table he's basically like yeah like we get paid to do some stories but only in touch like in touch is our our link we don't they're livid that they told in touch that they're gonna have a baby boy i mean the 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 picture was ridiculous and the article was ridiculous but why do you care they're ridiculous why do you care about first of all you know they have a money problem so they were already crooks beforehand and so obviously they're gonna get that shit hooked by hook or by crook so why are you shocked that they're doing dumb shit like tongue tablets teresa's gonna have a baby boy and then it's laughable because a boy of all things come on so why are you mad about that why are you mad that they're getting paid for that if you want to get paid for a dumb article let me know but y'all not bringing in the coin like that so to me for that particular article, it sounded like hate. Y'all hating on the fact that they're getting paid to basically lie. 
and that's kind of one of my favorite things about season four and why it like is my favorite is because I don't feel like on any other franchise or season do they address one person being the megastar like having stardom outside of this show even like yeah they kind of do it for Nini but not even like they fully are addressing the fact that Teresa is grown and she knows that but she's shitting on everyone else because she knows that it's basically the problem they're having with her exactly um and so yeah so he's like so Juicy's over there at the men's table basically just saying like yeah but like who cares like in the grand scheme of things who cares if you know there's a negative article out there about y'all he's like just use that as spin use that as PR spin for yourself he's like y'all know it's not true y'all know we didn't say that for real for real we just doing that for the money that's it and honestly, I, I almost felt myself falling for it. I too was like, yeah, like, why do y'all care? <laughs> yeah, like, the tabloids are the sixth housewife of the season. Like, why can't you just get in line with it? You know, I, I, you know, because I, I feel like I have a soft spot for Juicy. So I was sitting there like, yeah, yeah. I know she, he I knows how to spin a story. Know. I mean, he didn't get to where he is without being an idiot and also having some other things going for him. He's an idiot who can speak. I he's mean, an idiot who can speak in this charming Gemini. And she's an idiot who could play the long game. Taurus, fixed sign, not letting shit go. And I think she has a Leo moon also. Yeah, she does. Another fixed sign, not letting shit go. The fixed signs, y'all, for those that don't know, Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, dogs with a bone. Dogs with a bone. Okay. They, it's called fixed because they are strongly planted in something you want to talk about a grudge holder <laughs> Taurus Leo Aquarius Scorpio now an Aquarius and Scorpio will let you know that they're holding that grudge like it's you won't have to guess but a Taurus and a Leo you'll have to guess you'll think that shit is over CC Teresa you'll think it's over you'll think y'all cool and then suddenly you're slammed in a cookbook and that says that you are as Italian as Olive Garden. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's another reason why these people that are trying to fight with Teresa don't, is what they don't understand. It's not even that she just played a long game. She'll make you think that she was playing a short game. And then you'll get slammed. You're like, oh, wait, no, like we're still in the fight. This is why astrology matters, people. Because if y'all knew these bitches' signs and what that means, y'all wouldn't start with Teresa unless you were ready to play the long game and never, ever, ever sleep sound at night again. (laughs) Don't ever think that she won't ever come for your neck at any moment again. She, much like Candy, has taken a negative and turned it into a business move. Another Taurus. Like, if you're going to talk shit about me, I'm going to talk shit about you too, but I'm going to do it in a tabloid and make money. Uh, exactly. Duh. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry oh, that duh. you don't have mega stardom. Hollywood stardom. Hollywood stardom. Another Aquarius fix sign. <laughs> yeah, to do what I've done. But to do what I've I done. Mean, hey. And that makes bitches mad. Especially and bitches again, like Caroline. Tauruses are ruled by Venus. Venus is a very, you know, it inspires a lot of jealousy. These bitches be hating. <laughs> I actually can't think of a worse matchup than a Taurus and Leo in one person. Now that I'm really sitting here thinking about it, it's really kind of terrible. Um, but then you get Teresa out of it. So, hey. 
So basically, they're just mad because they're talking shit for free, and she's talking shit for some money. And that, also, I, mean, I don't it. know if you noticed, there was like this side that they didn't really touch on long, but they like Joey and is like kind of yelling about some meatball competition. Did you catch that? No, what did they say? So apparently they didn't say who, they didn't make it clear at all, but like part of something was that they did some sort of meatball competition and somebody won and it was controversial. So I was like, wait, what? So I looked up Roan's, you know, meatball contest to see what I could find. And I found something on Rachel Ray a second. No, brother. So I'm like, okay, let me tune in. Let me see. So the results were that Caroline's meatballs won. So that was the controversy. I was like, oh, okay. That adds a layer that I feel was important that they mentioned, but they weren't giving us, they weren't making us privy to. I was like, ooh, that's an important thing to know. Mm, okay. Okay. The Olive Garden meatballs taste better than the ones from the home country. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that made them sick. First of all, the way Teresa, you know how Teresa gets that fake smile when she goes like full pageant when she hears some shit? So mm-hmm. like as soon as they said like Manzo won, she was like like stuck. Like a mannequin. I was like, oh, she's pissed. She wants to win. She came on this show thinking this was going to be a slam dunk. That's why she agreed to do it. Right. And so where do you fall with Teresa and this tabloid thing? Is she saying negative things about them? Or is it one of those where it's just like they're bringing up the negative things and then she's like, just co-signing, like, yeah, whatever you can say that I said that, even though she didn't really say that. Or like, what is the deal? Because Teresa seems very... I'm trying to think, does Teresa just outright lie? Or does she yeah, like bend yeah. the truth? She to like lies. the maximum. Okay. Okay. She has no problem okay. doing that. Again, she doesn't, she's <laughs> just not burdened by morals. Like she doesn't, she doesn't have to worry <laughs> about feeling bad about it. She's not going to feel bad about it. Right. She's talking shit earlier. for sure. Like you, like you asked, like she's talking shit for sure. And that's why she just can't own up to it for some reason. Like there's a weird part where Caroline was like, she says, I love you. And Caroline's like, I would respect her more if she said she hated me. But I'm like, but then also, where would your relationship go if someone looked you in the face and said, I hated you? And then you, and then from there, you can build a friendship? I was so confused. I mean, it's like, but it is true. Teresa does not like Caroline. She likes Caroline because she used to like Caroline and she feels like she needs to. Because at this point, I feel like also kind of a thread of this is I feel like Teresa, yes, yeah, she's the star of the show, but she is scrambling because she is on her own team and there's no one else on her team. And historically, you would get fired for that or they'll, you know, rephase the show and take you out. So I feel like that's also part of her scrambling to get back on people's good graces so she can have people to film with and like have a storyline with. And so she's mm-hmm. grasping for Caroline, but she hates Caroline. Mm-hmm. And so Caroline just loses it. She's like, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying to my face right now. Teresa's like, I'm not lying, I'm not lying. Um, she calls her disgrace, which you know for them is like really like. <laughs> right next to garbage. Garbage. A garbage, pig, filth, disgrace. Those are all like, the ones that seem to like not be that great. 
again, over at the men's table, things are fine because Juicy has admitted, like, yeah, we get paid. We only Except deal with Chris cuts. brings up that shit about him calling him shady to some some guy behind his back. <laughs> Which Joe fully kissed, did. But then they kissed and meet up. Cause Joe spun it. He was like, ah, you are a shady motherfucker. And I was like, wait, how did he just spin that like that? And Chris is like, whatever. And they kiss each other on their cheek like multiple times. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And they're cool. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is so interesting to watch because it really is like just watching all the personalities <laughs> unfold in like one compact scene. Because the guys are really over there. Like they have their beat. They hash it out. Joe told the truth, essentially spun it then and the men are over it the women are over there fighting duking it out but really it's only caroline because she's the only one that's you know really pressed about it and teresa's over there lying like she does and kathy's being in a neutral trying to sit off to the side and be quiet even though she was the one that kind of started the whole fight because she brought up the conversation in the pool i mean in the in the hot tub when it really didn't need to be brought up because it didn't need to be said you brought up that shit because you were so mad that Teresa didn't toast you <laughs> at the dinner. All right, that's it. And so you brought us some other ish <laughs> that had nothing to do with that dinner toast. And now here we are. See, I want to give Kathy a little bit more credit than that. I think she brought it up because Caroline and her family are defending her so much. So now she feels like she, you know, you put your neck out on the line for me while I'm trying to mend my shit. I'm going to see if I can like throw you in there too. I think that's the position she was Foolish. coming with. Which was, she's an idiot. I mean, yeah, again, like, running theme on this show is it's not too many bright people on this show. Yeah, because I'm like, Kathy, you weren't on like on 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 that high of a pedestal, that secure of a rope with Teresa anyway. So for you to think like you were gonna go over there and be the, the quote unquote peacemaker in that situation it was really peculiar, but hey. Yeah, she's like bottom of the pecking order and she has no idea. So it's funny. Yeah, like she constantly thinks that she's like in a decent like standing with people and like she thinks blood is thicker than water and it's not. And it's not, babe. <laughs> and so like I said, so Juicy's calling Chris and Moron because Chris is like, well, Jackson got offered a $50,000 deal to say some ish about Teresa and she didn't take it. And he's like, y'all are more like y'all are stupid like y'all should have took it like <laughs> why didn't y'all <laughs> <laughs> but they i love them also trolling like that because if they had taken it that would have been a plot point as well well Teresa would have never like let it go and oh for sure her, so it was one of those things like yeah we can do it and you need to understand it but like y'all can't do it but i'm gonna pretend and act like if you did it, it would be okay. Now, do I think Juicy and Chris would have been upset for long? No. No. But would Teresa and Jacqueline have been? Yeah. Again, Juicy was just talking shit behind his back just yesterday to some dude telling him not to do business with him. So, no, they would have gotten over it pretty quick. <laughs> what are the worst signs in the Zodiac and why might it be Taurus and Gemini for different reasons I don't know <laughs> not necessarily the worst but their negative qualities can get real negative real quick um, but it's also some of their best it's just so weird They, especially when they're together and appearing they hype each other up like 
nobody's business. It's a scary couple parent <laughs> because you get a couple like this in either event. They're still arguing. There's really nothing to be said. Teresa's going to keep saying that she didn't say anything negative. Caroline's going to keep calling her a liar. And she's like, the trying next... to pull her away from... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and then Caroline was just like, and yeah, you're trying to pull her away from me too. Points to Jacqueline, who's still over there pretending like she's sleeping. So <laughs> she said, give her a star when she wakes up. You got her doing what you want her to do, which is true. And seriously, like, Jack is pretending like she's sleeping. I guess she didn't want to go against her sister in law, but that lets me know that she's like, really trying to work in our bond. <laughs> Teresa's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's psycho thinking. She looked at that and thought, loyal. <laughs> oh, God. That was the um, gag. She look, was going to get a star when she woke up because Teresa was really proud of her. Yeah, Teresa loved it. But I was going to say was, I feel like the next notable notable part of this argument was when Joe starts yelling at Caroline from across the room when he's like, Caroline, Caroline! And then... Because she said something. What did she... Hold on. She said something about Joe. No, Teresa started it. Teresa said, I mean, Joe, do you think... She tried to drag him into it saying like, Joe, what are your opinions? And it's like, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. So he starts yelling at Caroline because Teresa brought him into it. Oh, okay. But Chris Manzo decides to buck up his chest. <laughs> and he says, I don't know if this needs to be bleeped. I didn't know. I mean, it's not a great word, but something that rhymes with fidget that starts with an M is what he called Joe and said he was going to fuck him up. And I wrote, I would pay cash to see Chris square up with Joe because I have a funny feeling Chris isn't winning. And that's my theme with the Manzos and that was my bigger note. Um, these empty threats that they would all blow up if a line was crossed. So I'm like, the line's been crossed. What are you going to do now? You keep saying if, when this happens and then it happens and then you do nothing. Right. So... I'm not scared of any of you all. You all want to be the Soprano family so badly. And it's crazy. You have no power. There's no way. I mean, you all do in the real mob world, allegedly. But in terms of like snapping and really reading someone for filth, you all aren't capable of doing that. Please. And then Caroline does, you know, her classic Carolinisms. I'm in this battle by myself, but I'm watching another battle from form 10 feet away from me. She was like, don't, oh my God, don't let Albert hear it. He'll lose it. And Albert doesn't lose shit. So that brings me to my next point because there's a scene where Albert's like, you know, I let them talk and, you know, they think that I'm not listening. I'm not watching. I'm not da-da-da-da. And that's fine. Cut to fast forward toward the end of the episode. He's knocked the fuck out, mouth open, snoring. Are we pretending like you're not listening or are you actually sleeping over there and not listening? Again, it's it's the acting so tough, acting so hard, acting like you're the wise guy. And you're not. 
they're both like, oh my God, don't let Albert hear it. And then Joe continues to raise his voice and no one does a thing. Chris doesn't knock Joe out like he promises. Albert doesn't snap like he promises. Caroline doesn't drown Teresa like she promises. Lauren later alludes to the fact that she wanted to fuck Teresa, but she only didn't because her mom was there, which was ridiculous. Whatever ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, She's beefing with your mom. I mean, I think your mom would appreciate it, actually. When are you um, around, Teresa, and your mom's not around? I'm confused. Isn't that your mom's friend? Or a friend of me, or whatever they're doing? Like, I would never right. say that about one of my mom's friends. Like, oh, you don't, don't leave me with that bitch. Like, girl, I'm not going to be doing that then. And it's also just weird, because at the end of the day, you still went on the trip with her. So where was all of this, like, this animosity, this, I'm ready to go beforehand? Why is it right now? that we're having the problem because Teresa's saying what she's been saying this whole time I didn't tell the tabloids anything negative about y'all that's what she's been maintaining this whole time so y'all are getting upset with old news it's so weird <laughs> anyway the, really the next big thing is that no, they're honestly all kissing each other again. It's so funny. <laughs> they love to kiss on this show. The men, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, since Teresa goes with the whole, you know, I, I had a rough year this year. It's like my finances, my friends, you know, what else? What next? I mean, oh my God. Like, also, Crimea River. Which is basically Again, you're not going to act like these are bigger things that have just fallen onto your lap as if you haven't, they're not all self-imposed. Right. Caroline told, tells her, um, again, always the victim, you suck. Which, that's when you know you're losing an argument. When you just tell somebody you suck. <laughs> it's funny because you can tell Caroline's trying to go for whatever's going to really hurt Teresa and like get her in the gut and all she could come up with was you suck you suck you're a disgrace those are things that she said multiple times liar fraud disgrace it's not killing her you're calling her ugly that's not killing her um caroline then also has this whole monologue in her confessional again i don't know why the bravo editors indulge her and allow her to have these (laughs) but nonetheless and one of her many soliloquies where she thinks she's speaking gospel. She's talking about how, like, Teresa has a killer be killed off the boat mentality. And that's not the American way. And I was like, that is the American way. Are you kidding? We're killer be killed, too. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She belongs here, if anything. She's living the American right. dream. Right. Killing left and right and getting dream, richer every day. The only thing that the American dream states is that you are wealthy with a home with some kids that's it it doesn't say how to get there it doesn't say by hook or by crook it doesn't say do it legally it don't even say do that illegally the gag we love get rich quick schemes that's america that's my point because the gag is to really have the american dream you gotta crook a little bit (laughs) <laughs> I mean, someone has to, to be killed extent. in exchange it's like when you sacrifice like a blood oath or something it's like you must <laughs> yeah. kill off a few people for a couple mil that's just how it goes sometimes you gotta kill a couple goats and some chickens to get there I'm gonna tell y'all 
and those that are not willing to do it will live happily in their middle class home. That's fine. Huh. Right, but if you want to be on top, you got to do some dirty shit. And again, Teresa's not weighed down by morals. She has no problem doing that shit. Which again, so like, if you keep trying to tell me that this Albert cat <laughs> is such the scary guy and then I look at the fucking brownstone and I see that it's open 24 hours, 24-7 on some fucking mattress firm shit, like money laundering type shit, allegedly. Let me see that then. Let me see how hard y'all are then. It sounds like y'all doing some fucking crook shit too. Because when Joe got arrested, he alluded to the fact that he was not the only one doing some fake foul shit. He was like, why did I get caught? I'm not the only one. Who are the other people? We know Ju- we know Joey. <laughs> but the Manzos, are y'all on some hook crook shit too? The dad, tiny Manzo, was fouled, shot up in the back of a <laughs> truck of a car under a pass. Um, no, they're totally living a normal life. Yeah, I mean, they're crooked too. I'm rendered speechless, quite honestly. Honestly. Oh, that's what pissed Joe off. Okay. Teresa has said, she got him in. She's like, yeah, yeah. Do you think I intentionally meant to hurt her? And he was, and then Caroline was like, you're putting thoughts in his head. He's like, Caroline. (laughs) Okay. Now I understand. He felt emasculated by her saying that Teresa's putting thoughts in his head, even though it's true. Because they both do it for each other. They do it for each other. They're two dummies telling each other dumb thoughts. <laughs> Again, another reason why this pairing is sick. Anyway. So yeah, so again, everyone's just looking around sick. Chris is looking especially sick. Albie's been on his phone the whole time. Albert's is doing involved. Chris is way too involved. Lauren is too involved. Oh um, and again, too involved for people that are really not going to do anything. So it's annoying. If they did something, I would we would kill for it. That's what we've been waiting to see from them. The whole time I feel like they kept them on the show hoping they would finally do something. And they never did. They never did. Let them tell it they did a lot. They did nothing. They they did so much. (laughs) Just the I, I just can't believe we're all watching the same thing. Lauren goes over there to quote unquote support her mother because her mother's a little alone. And technically she is because again, Jacqueline's over there pretending to sleep. Melissa's not trying to get involved with it. And Kathy's doing that. I'm in between. Oh my God, I'm caught in the middle, but not really helping either side thing. So But yeah. then you're both alone. It's a one-on-one argument, no? Yeah, but then Teresa's also alone. But then they look at Jacqueline and Melissa's lack of uh, support as her supporting Teresa. Joey looks really hot in this scene, too. Like, whoa. <laughs> I know. Like, they show him the confessional. He does. He looks kind of weird. But in this particular scene, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he looks gorgeous. I just think it's so funny that both the Joes don't have their shirts on. Um, everyone else has a shirt on, except for 
Juicy and Joey. They're always running around topless. <laughs> they don't care. It, it really was a match made in heaven and hell, her and, and Joe. Like, I really can't yeah. get over it. Or repeats an era, man. And then so Lauren tries to get into her for her mom, you know, and defend her. And Teresa backs down a little bit because she's just like, okay, I'm not going to go hard on Lauren, even though, like, you can tell, like, in the back of her mind, she's like, why is this bitch talking to me? Um, and she probably called her fat in her mind also because that's Teresa's character. But um, <laughs> it just... I just think this argument was so funny because like they got like literally nowhere. And to me, that's hilarious. And then Jacqueline mysteriously wakes up when Teresa leaves the room. Did we already pass the part where she grabs Kathy's face? Oh, we did it. Okay. So that was another notable part. So she goes to like grab, like, look at me, Kat. And she goes to like, because Kathy was doing that thing again where she's like, you know, like she's like looking down, like pretend like she's not like involved or whatever. She's like, look at me, Kath. And she goes to grab her chin. And Kathy's like, oh my God, don't, don't grab me like that. Don't put your hands on me. And then they, they fan over to um, her husband and he's like doing this weird grimace. Like he about to go up, get up, do something, but we know he's not going to get up and do anything. Um... And I don't, whose side were you on with that whole face grab argument thing? I was on Kathy's side. First of all, she grabbed mm-hmm. her aggressive as fuck. Like, and then that what kept bothering me is Teresa kept reenacting it. She ended up grabbing Kathy's face like four more times. Like, bitch, yeah. I just told you I didn't like it. It made you're trying to say, I did like this, so it didn't matter. Bitch, I felt it. I know how it felt. I didn't like it. It does stop doing it. Teresa was not giving it up. No. It was annoying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one slip up would have been enough of like an annoyance already. But the fact that you kept reenacting it and by reenacting it, not even on your own self, but like on me again. Weird. So don't put your hands on me. She's like, well, you like, I thought you like, she's like, we're cousins. I didn't even think that this, she said this later, but she's like, we're cousins. I didn't even think that you would like get upset by that. Like, I was just trying to like point out that <laughs> I love the word cousins bit. That doesn't mean you can put your hands on me, but. Yeah, bitch, you've, <laughs> you want to talk about cousins? Bitch, you ain't been no cousin to me in years. What the fuck are you talking about cousins? All right now, now it's not because. <laughs> right now, blood, thick in the water again. Okay, okay. Funny. But again, then Kathy goes, you know, you're going to get burned, Tree. You're not the only person from Patterson. What are you going to do, Kathy? What are you going to do? I'm from Patterson. Like, you're such a fan. Why do you know that quote from season two? What are you going to do, though? Why is it all these people pretending like they're going to do something to Teresa and not doing it? We already know Teresa's nuck and buck. She's nucking and bucking. Famously split the table season one. 
famously ran out of Danielle the next one. I just want to talk to the bitch. <laughs> she was <laughs> demon took over. I couldn't believe the tone. She was frothing at the mouth. <laughs> like, oh my god. Standing outside Bentley, I think it was. <laughs> With a chinchilla one for sure. What a mother epic chinchilla. She knew she couldn't afford. Maybe she could afford it at that time. Bitch tags was definitely still on that bitch. <laughs> Because again, like but Queen Danielle, she called it early. Teresa, you're broke. How about that yeah. house you can afford? How about that house in foreclosure? My home is not in foreclosure. And that's when Teresa Black, because you will ne- you should never talk about a Taurus's possessions if you want to continue to be friends with them. That's where they start to lose their mind. Especially when you're telling the truth. Shut the fuck up. Especially when you're telling the truth. Shut the fuck up. That's how you feel. So that's why Caroline, again, stick with us. And by, you know, I don't know, I guess what how many episodes we have in our podcast eventually. But stick with us. And by the end of it, you will understand the signs. Because if Caroline was really trying to hurt that bitch, she should have gone for her money and talked like that. But she didn't. She kept going the whole logic, you're stupid, you're a fraud route. That Teresa don't care about that. Tracy's only care about two things, her money and her kids. That's it. That's it. Caroline don't want to go for the juggler with the kids, but she's also not quite touching on the money part. So Tracy's not even going to talk about that either. Plus the money thing is already out there right now. So I guess you can't really talk about it. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, all yeah. it's old news now. So she wasn't going to win with her because Teresa's unbothered in every other aspect. And I really think they let all of this episode happen naturally, except for the one produced moment was when production clearly pulled Joe aside and said, okay, we got tickets for you all to go home early. Like, so you have to go in there and say you have business to take care of and you're going home early. Because he, he then suddenly gets dressed and then re-enters the scene. Because this is essentially a one-act stage play. So he leaves the scene, <laughs> there's a wardrobe change and comes back on <laughs> with a new agenda. It was so disjointed the way they put that in. It's like my rainy world. It's just <laughs> one play in the scene. And we're in this one fucking room the whole time. For sure. Um, and then someone's like, you gotta go get her out of there. <laughs> Who is that voice? Okay, I'm gonna get her out of here. Yeah, I agree with you. And Teresa does that weird bit where she's like screaming, <gasps> you get to go, I love it. <laughs> yes. Let's go. <laughs> That's yeah, her version yeah. of a 5150. <laughs> yeah, screaming. Actually, says squealing on the captions. I miss my girls. I miss squealing. Because <laughs> it really was a squeal. Lauren calls her such a piece of shit. She's such a piece of shit. She's insane. Fucking bitch. Also, at this moment, I noted Tree and Kathy have such strange eyes. Yeah, the Gorga eye. Joey never, never caught it. No, he didn't. I guess it's a female thing. Because her, because Kathy's eyes are huge. Bulging out, really. Borderline hyperthyroidism, really. Yeah, Graves and disease. like downturned and like, but like and a pretty downturned. color at the same time. Teresa's are downturned as fuck. <laughs> 
it's strange to look at honestly it was kind of it was scaring me a little bit Mm-mm. sometimes i would get caught in their eyes and i didn't like it kathy has like a very like old like renaissance woman look like when you look at like old like like you know italian grecian portraits and, and statues that that's what kathy's face reminds me of I feel like I've I've seen that face with that those eyes and that nose before. It is 18th century. You know, someone's calling her Madonna. You know, <laughs> like that's that's how I feel. She looks, but hey, what do I know? Um, also, complete side note, everyone. I was supposed to give up cursing for Lent, and. Um, not put it in the past like she didn't say that today y'all <laughs> i said it today i did say it today because i realized like really late that lynn had restarted because i'm not really catholic but you know i tried to i was raised catholic a little bit so you know i try to be up in there but anyway so i, I decided it earlier this morning clearly as you've been listening to this podcast i've been doing nothing but cursing as per usual so Were you? we're just i didn't even note it i kind of forgot about it okay well i was and i didn't count it and um so just note that exclude i mean i still have squats today because also the deal was that if i curse i would have to do 25 squats per word i'm already at like 100 squats so we're just gonna like keep that as like (laughs) you've capped out for the day i've capped out for the day all right everyone so but just know i'm gonna try my best going forward to not curse on the pod i don't know if that's really gonna be possible i've got to be quiet I'm gonna say this is a this is a miley cyrus hannah montana situation so we're two different people when we're on the pod versus not and i think it's your stage persona is allowed to curse as long as you're my regular everyday person it. isn't i realize like i like when i'm you know like everybody like you talk to yourself or i do i talk to myself out loud i'll curse even when i'm talking to myself out loud i'm like dang like you don't even why do you need a curse right then you know what i mean so that was just a side note y'all because i realized i've been letting them rip and uh <laughs> you know what's funny i didn't notice you had been like cussing but i did notice once you said like you had said something like ish and i was like hmm? <laughs> that was the only thing I <laughs> you mean when i tried not to curse hello caller are you there yeah i'm listening to you i asked you i'm like see so what did i say what was what did i say was that you like said ish instead of shit and i was like huh <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i don't know her story so i just like <laughs> then i started thinking about the lint thing that was what was funny i was like oh obviously i just like forgot about it like she's probably been saying it this whole time like idiot so i just didn't say anything that's so funny yeah, because I'm not one of those people that likes, like, people be like, oh, fudge dicks. Like, that's stupid to me. <laughs> like, uh, uh. Wow. All right. That was a complete side note, y'all. I wanted to bring y'all in so y'all could also hold me accountable. But if Jay says I can curse on the pod because this is my alter ego, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's your Hannah Montana moment. But as Miley, you're not allowed to. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. All right and we're back to the chaos so yeah so joe goes in he pulls her in she squeals in a weird really scary way <laughs> so scary 
Um, Jacqueline miraculously wakes up. Suddenly, she's no longer sleeping. <laughs> um, and then Teresa's packing, and then. I didn't like that as Teresa left the scene, Caroline called her, see you next Tuesday, not even knowing Joe had just called her that yesterday. Right. She got called that a lot this trip. And it was really crazy because, like, honestly, as far as Teresa goes, she was really on her better behavior. Yeah, for the trip trip overall, for sure. To be called that twice was wild, but. Okay. What do I know? Teresa comes back out for a little bit more because, you know, she knows that she's getting paid to give us a production. Caroline's like, oh, it's over. And she like waves her hand with her wooden Erica Badu bangles. And uh, Teresa goes back to go pack. Joey comes and he goes, you know, drives by Melissa and he's like, get up, we're going. <laughs> As Caroline's monologuing to herself. Caroline's like, and I won't do this. I won't do it again. No, I'm no longer doing her. He was like, okay, Melissa, let's leave. We're going. She's losing it. And I'll be damned if you go down with her. Um, And, you know, they're back there packing. She's like, and and Kathy goes back there again because she's a blood for punishment, I guess. I think that's what bothers me with her. Okay, I get it. You're trying to be the peacemaker. I get it. But, like, stop you're not good at it maybe if you were good at it i wouldn't be bothered by you doing it repeatedly but like and i'm not saying that you necessarily do this but it feels like every time you do it just agitates things further (laughs) so like quit it but she refuses to quit it's funny because i see it the same way but from a different lens because i see it as Kathy to me is like pathetic in that she always just misses and just like, I was like, oh, Kath, like, you know, she's just trying and she's just not getting it. Like, babe, you're clueless. And so a part of me just, I like inherently feel bad for her because like Mm. Teresa is the big dog and Kathy is the underdog in the situation. And Teresa is quick to shit on her and Kathy's, you know, giving it a college try. Uh. Okay, so I fair. find Teresa to be more sinister in this situation. She plays dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, yeah. And then Caroline does that little sneaky thing where that passive aggressive thing. She's like, you know, I try to be cool with her. She's like, I never understood why she always had a problem with, it was always negative things about, you know, <laughs> Um, Melissa and Kathy always negative thing, you know. I never, and they were like, "Well, what negative thing?" She's like, "No, I won't get into that." But it was just always negative thing. Not too nervous. She's like, "I met Melissa. I like Melissa. I met Kathy. I like Kathy." And she's just going (laughs) monologuing. And then (laughs) during her soliloquy, she's like, "And then I meet them, and then it all makes sense." What makes sense? I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, wait, what? I, I was glad when she went to the bathroom and cried. It must have felt like a release. She was on the verge of tears that entire time, really. Yeah, so let's also talk about that, everyone. She's doing this hot big game. She literally goes to the back room and lets it fucking rip. She's boo-hoo balling. 
and we've seen Caroline cry, so I already, I visualize it. You know she does that smile, and she always smiles until she cries. She does that weird <laughs> smile, she always goes, laugh, cry. <laughs> I was like, wait. I can hear her burst into laughter and then start bawling. It's like a smile, laughing, cry. It's super like, whoa, you really don't do this often, huh? Um, it's so uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable. <laughs> she looks uncomfortable because it just seems like this is something that she just doesn't do often. Uh, I, what's crazy is I would venture to say she does it often and I don't know why she's pretending that she doesn't know how to cry. Like, girl, you do this a lot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I always see her in crying fits. She's yeah. just pissed because Teresa got to her like that. She didn't plan to cry about Teresa and because she wanted to play that whole, like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, we're done. Like, you're sad that you're not friends with Teresa anymore, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. So, um, yeah, so they're packing up. Again, Kathy tries to go back there again to talk to Teresa. Teresa's like, whatever, girl, like, goodbye. Um, but Teresa's also touched that Joe and Melissa would leave with them. She's like, I didn't ask my brother to do it, but that he did it reminds me of, like old times. Um, because they were like, we're going to leave. She was like, no, don't. And then you, I was like, Teresa, you're so phony. You know damn well. If they had it, you would have brought it up. You would have never forgiven them. It's funny because when you do show acts of loyalty, they don't go a long way with her. She just like goes like, okay, check. But if you do anything that she deems disloyal, she will hold that grudge to the end. It's like when you do good things, she, do- she doesn't like go the extra reward mile to return you. the favor or anything. She doesn't reward you enough for the good things and punishes you like fucking Hammurabi code when yeah. you do something bad. It's or what she perceives as bad because they don't even be bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would think, okay, I'm not going to purchase another ticket to leave because you're upset. When everyone's just leaving tomorrow anyway, we could just leave tomorrow like we were going to. But you wouldn't think then that in the finale of the season, she reveals that she's in a scheme to reveal that Melissa's a stripper. That's the gag. <laughs> this good deed didn't go anywhere with you, really. They could have stayed. What? what a bitch. Melissa could have spoke up, honestly. She wasn't losing shit. Yeah. Melissa, you were never gonna win, babes. <laughs> it's too bad you thought you did. That's too bad. She's funny. She's funny. Um, I also noted Teresa had like this like cheetah print leopard print whatever luggage um and i was like wow she's come a long way because i'm sure it's more designer now um and that's all she wrote on this episode so i mean who is your housewife on display for this one I don't know why I hadn't thought of this. Again, I feel thrown. 
Hmm. I don't know. Do you want to go first? Honestly, I'm stumped. I'm going to say juicy because he revealed the truth uh, <laughs> that we were all alluding to. And he also had a couple of lines where he interfered and <laughs> as you say, he just played a character in the play and he went in to go get his girl while he was getting drafted. <laughs> he was the producer plant this episode. You know what's funny? My instinct was player. to say juicy, but I was like, he didn't do anything though. But I'm glad you built a case. He did. He did a lot actually. He also flipped it so now Chris isn't mad at him anymore. So like no one's mad at Juicy. But everyone's still mad at Teresa, but no one's mad at Joe. Okay, so, then yeah. it's Joe. Then it's Juicy for sure. It's Juicy for sure. Damn, we're Juicy sympathizers here. It's so disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm also obsessed with his turn and like from an alleged mobster to now probably mobbing a little bit, but also like selling sex toys. That's <laughs> <laughs> A pivot I didn't see coming for him. But I love. He's living his best life. It's a stress-free, wine-filled, Italian food, Italian woman-filled life. A single man, which he deserves to be. He wants to slut around. Which is what he's always wanted to be. Yeah. With some family just happens to not be your immediate family which sucks hmm. um yeah and so that brings me to my because now that i'm seeing dina that brings me to my point just a quick blur before we go about that link that i sent you to dina's story where like Teresa oh. was literally rubbing and dub dub dubbing on her did you get to see it was it still like deleted by the time you saw it? It was shocking. They were nuzzling in a way that was like alarming. And it seemed like Dina was in the nude almost. It looked like Dina didn't have any clothes on. Teresa had her robe on. Teresa's like over laying over Dina in the bed. And Teresa's like rubbing Dina's body sensually up and down. It was like really like. It was Erotic. soft core. Yeah. It was soft core. I watched soft core <laughs> at 12 noon. Literally, her <laughs> face was nuzzled in her neck. And like you said, she was feeling her up and down and like grazed her pussy and like definitely held a tit in her hand. <laughs> she was trying to do all that. She and she was trying to go for the mouth, but Zena kept like doing that, like, no, I don't. Oh my God, you're so silly thing that like girls who are mostly straight do. But Teresa, I think, was... Here's what I think. Why were they filming that? So they could have on record of them tonguing each other in the morning? Like, listen, Teresa was joking, but it was also one of those joking where it's like, but if Dina, like, really was like, yeah, like, let's do this, I think Teresa would be down for sure. Teresa's not that great of an actress, and I've never seen her star in a role that well. (laughs) <laughs> so i was pretty shocked um again I was she confused. meant that shit i don't know why it was getting filmed it was almost like that i'm like i can't believe you're post oh okay whatever you film it but then posting it it was just it was crazy i don't know if y'all saw it um it's weird 
We I almost wish I recorded, recorded it. it. I I wish I I almost wish I did because it I feel like shocking. no one's gonna believe us. It was really shocking. It was super sensual. I was like, whoa. Um, but then also they had like they were on a private plane that trip. It was just a very peculiar, interesting trip. Um, I didn't know yeah, they I had did money. See the like PJ. That. It was. Um, they were on a PJ. I'm assuming it's Dina's man who paid for the PJ. It seemed like he hosted. Okay, I host the job. Um, yeah. So they went to some trip to up. Uh, I think it was Puerto Vallarta for Dina's birthday. Um, took a PJ there, took a PJ back, and then I had also seen another story where like Dina was like recording, uh, Teresa and Teresa's new man Louis. And they were like dancing with each other on the plane, you know, whatever. Be in love, one of those, you know, drunk in love, one of them dances. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my God, I love to see her so happy and happy. Yeah, one of those, you know. They're really trying to sell this Louis cat, huh? And I'm not buying. You know how I feel about being oversold something. Exactly. I'm not buying it either, but it's funny how much they're trying to sell it. He's not as hot as motherfucking Juicy, and that's all I'm going to say. He has some male plastic surgery in the face that's I find alarming. <laughs> he has a very like pinched face. He but sort of some... looks like a finger, but in in particular the index. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just hey, and she loves the guy that's like only but one inch, two inches taller than her. So. <laughs> You know what's three? So let love ring. Let freedom ring. It's all right. Love Little love. men run New Jersey. <laughs> if these men rule and rock your world and make you happy, then that's fine. What I mean, if she is happy now. That's cool. Because I know Juicy's happy. And you know what? Y- y- y'all have done your time. You've done your time for your crime. And I think that's all I have to say, folks. So on that note, we'll catch you next time. Okay. Adios. Adios. Or ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>